Hey guys, this is Chrissy. <laughs> you almost, I almost said Joe. said it. It's so terrible. Okay, so she's Chrissy and I'm Joe. Okay. Welcome to the married life. <laughs> it's that time again. <laughs> Welcome to the married life. Can we? What are happening? you doing? She's breaking the microphone. How did that come on? I don't know. You gotta unloosen that technical difficulties so welcome to the married life if this is your first time listening to the podcast we're super professional here um so righty tidy lefty lucy yep there oh, yep. how did it come out so easy and so hard to put back in I don't know. that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so terrible so inappropriate you laugh you're inappropriate you laughed you just Backed away from the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so anyways, this podcast is on marriage, so we can say those kind of comments. Right. Because we're hoping that you're married if you're listening. Or you're getting married. Yeah. You're trying to better your marriage. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good, that's what she said joke. Right. Especially when you watch The Office and it's all that's Michael what she said. And, Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, anyways, welcome to The Married Life, where we believe it's never too early or too late to have an awesome marriage. That's right. Or awesome jokes. Mm. Here we go. You do think I'm funny. I do. I do think you're funny. Mm. Well, today, tonight, this afternoon, whenever you're listening. This morning, because we're recording tonight, but it'll be up tomorrow. But what if they're listening tomorrow night? Mm, touche. Mm. We're going to be talking about um, words yep. and how sweet they can be. That's right. Or not so sweet. Right. And why on, it's important. On Instagram uh, this morning, I posted a scripture and then I took a picture of our honey jar. Mm-hmm. And you even asked me at breakfast, you're like, what are you doing? Because mm-hmm. usually like our kids put honey on their waffles or... Bacon. <laughs> they put it on everything. <laughs> but today we had eggs and kale for breakfast. So I pulled it out just for a photo op. Um, so, yep, Instagram is not real. It's not. Nope, it's all fake. So in case you're looking at ours and be like, they got it all together, we don't. You should have seen us before we started recording. Chrissy was wrestling those two rugrats. Um, we have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. The 21-year-old's really easy. She's self-sufficient she for the most part. She bed by herself. Part. She's really good at <laughs> she it. She tucks herself in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other two were, I mean, it was just it was just one of those nights. Of the parents out there, if you had those nights, if you're a parent, you've had those nights. You get what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that actually goes into my story that I want to share with y'all tonight because i feel like i've had one too many of those nights like i'm over it Mm. um but it was probably a few weeks ago maybe a couple months ago joe and i had one of those nights where our kids didn't want to go to bed or somebody was crying and then kept getting out of bed or blah 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 you know what i'm talking about And I came out and it must have been Vivi because she's stuck in a crib and she can't get out. And she was crying and crying and crying and crying. And I literally remember I was standing um, doing the dishes and I, I asked you, I said, hey, can you please go in there? And I was frustrated. I wasn't frustrated with Joe at the time, but I was frustrated. And so he goes in there and tries to do his magic and failed yeah my magic is just yelling stop crying (laughs) which he didn't do but he came back out around the corner where i was still doing the dishes and he said i don't know why you send me in there it never works and i just whipped around and said some other snarky comment do you remember what i said you're like oh i want you so barely right now (laughs) that definitely wasn't it no, I don't remember. But I remember this conversation um, mm-hmm. because in my mind, 
I'm very right because she does only just want you, you know? And it's true, but, and you know, it's seven o'clock at night. Exactly. You've had it all day. You're tapped out. I'm tapped out and it's safe for everyone if I don't go in there. I just know my limits. And so we were both frustrated in that moment and we both snapped and we don't really do that very often. And so like, but when we do, it's a good snap. (laughs) I really felt it from him and to him and mm-hmm. so um i just continued to do the dishes well you went in there you did something for her didn't you well, yeah i think I you sold her down figure it out i went to the living room and i i prayed and read my bible and i was like <laughs> lord i just pray this the spirit of bitterness off of christina anyways no you didn't but you were in the living room and so i i don't remember what i did how long i waited but I, it wasn't very long it was five mm-hmm. or ten minutes and i came in and i apologized and i just explain that I was frustrated or or whatever. And so, but there are those moments when you lash out at your spouse. I think because they're the closest person in your life, you're most used to them. You're comfortable, comfortable. you know, they probably irritate you the most Mm. because of all those other reasons. Mm. And so tonight we really want to touch base on how words can be sweet or they can be sour. (laughs) Like a sour patch kid. Yep. First they're sweet, then they're sour. <laughs> or is it vice versa? I don't know. First they're sour, then they're sweet. Nope, yeah, first they're sweet, then they're sour because they're, sh- they're sugar-coated and then the tartness is in the middle. I don't know. It's always tart to me. As soon as I hit them, I'm like, Ooh. No, maybe it is first they're sour, then they're sweet. Ooh, for good or <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so in James 3, and this is the message translation, and uh, in case you're not a Christian, um, hopefully one day you will be a Christian, uh, but this is just really good, uh, just wisdom wisdom exactly thank you for that word um james 3 verse 5 through 6 it says it only takes a spark remember to set off a forest fire which is true remember the old uh bear the bear bear. only you can prevent forest fires but in my mind i'm like what about lightning strikes okay how often does that happen probably more often than not so the bear's wrong anyways um a careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that by our speech we can ruin the world which is right our marriage mm-hmm. we can totally ruin our world mm-hmm. by what we say um it says turn harmony into chaos we've been there right mm-hmm. i mean remember we were on our way home from chicago and we had a great time and then i say something turned harmony into chaos instantly 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 um throw mud on a reputation mm-hmm. you can throw mud on your spouse and yeah. i mean there's only one well, stop. Okay. Stop. Um, send the whole world up in smoke and go up into smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. This is scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. So this is what we want to talk about today is that you can't tame it, but you can train it. I love that. We were talking about this earlier, trying to figure it out. Does that even make sense? Is that the same word? And it's not. When you tame something and train something, it's totally different. I think taming something makes it, um, it like changes its DNA. It's no longer wild and crazy. Mm -hmm. But we're human and our world has fallen. Mm -hmm. We are sinners. We just are. We were born sinners. That's what happened with Adam and Eve. And so you can't tame it. It's in our blood to rebel, to lash out, to be selfish, to do all those things. Yep. But you can totally train it. Yep. You and know. It's just like when we talked about habits before in that book that will uh, Atomic Habits by James something. Clear. Clear. Ah. Oh, it's so clear in your head. You remembered. Oh my gosh. 
Anyways, but it's about training. It's about forming new habits. Yeah. And so even forming and thinking about what we're saying to one another and even how we're saying it. Mm -hmm. Because we're so used to, especially me uh, growing up, I'm very used to just like saying it harsh and straight and right to the point. Because honestly, I think that's the way that you can receive it. Yeah. You just black and white. Yep. I did that wrong. Tell me. Okay, I'll fix it later. Yep. You know, where the rest of the world has feelings, Joe. Yeah, they do. They need to <laughs> work on those. Um, <laughs> Proverbs 15, 4 says this. And, and again, it goes perfectly around, uh, with this. That gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Mm. So again, gentle words. And then Proverbs 16, 24 says, kind words are like honey. So again, going back to the honey picture i took this morning on instagram um sweet to the soul and healthy for the body and i thought this was interesting i looked up the word honey uh in hebrew and it's the word devash and what it means is sweet and soft Mm -hmm. and our words with our spouse need to be sweet and soft and soft i love that so we need to start training our tongue with gentle words i feel like i can communicate things to you the way that i need to but they don't need to be harsh. Right. You know, I I think a lie from the enemy is that I need to say them in such an abrasive way to get my point across. And that's just not the case. Right. You know, th- think of it the other way around. If somebody comes and like attacks you in a certain way, you're like immediately shut down and you're not listening to them. Right. You're not hearing their heart. You're not. All you see is frustration and anger and like, yeah. I, I I'm in defense mode, Yep. you know, so you have to kind of think of it that way mm-hmm. and opposite. Okay. If somebody was coming at me like the way that I'm talking right now, how would, how would I respond? Right. You know? And so we just need to train our tongue. If we need to take a minute, if we need to, you know, get our thoughts together, maybe you have some anger issues. You have to train yourself right. to respond in the right way. And what you're looking at, you know? What you focus on is what you're going to see. So you want to try to focus more on the positive rather than the negative. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times it's easy to always point out like the you never, you never, you always or whatever versus actually talking about the positive things. Because the more couples look for positive little things in the relationship and acknowledge them, mm-hmm. the more they admire and trust each other. And that key word there is acknowledge. Because I can see you doing good stuff all day, but if I don't say it, Mm -hmm. then I'm not building you up. Even though your love language isn't words of affirmation. Right. But you still want to know that, okay, Joe sees that I'm taking care of the girls. Joe sees that I'm making the dinner. Joe sees that I'm taking care of the home. Joe sees that I'm making sure all the bills are paid so Mm -hmm. we're not having anything. Joe, you know? And so I try to acknowledge those little things that, again, they're super small, but the little things add up. It, It totally does. And I think like, okay... It's just like the little things like my day is redundant most of the time. But if if I if I'm doing them, knowing that, you know, you actually appreciate them versus two little boogers who don't, you know, like I'm going to be more likely to keep going and keep doing those things. And so I also think that, you know, we're super blessed to be able to work at a church and we love our jobs and everything like that. But most of you out there probably don't have the luxury of, you know, working in a church environment. And I know all church environments aren't perfect or whatever, right. but we just have a really awesome church and we have really awesome leaders yeah. and our bosses are great. And so they take all of this stuff into consideration and they show us appreciation and all of that stuff. And, and so a lot of people don't have that luxury in their jobs. And so wives, husbands, 
if you, if your spouse is going out into the world and working every day, like it's hard and it's ugly and they're probably getting beat down most of the time and they don't want to come home to you doing the same thing to them when you should be the biggest cheerleader in their right. corner. Well, I mean, I've talked to multiple guys who work at the mill and they say oh, they're gosh. like, that environment it's is ugly. Yeah. They're like, it is so nasty in there. They're like to come in as a Christian. You're like the whole time they're like, you're praying and you're trying to keep your head down and go because you just ridicule on the way that people talk to each other and just tear each other down mm-hmm. and just it, it's like, it's disgusting. And so it, it can, again, it's training yourself that even when you're in those environments, when you're going back to your home, when you're going back to your, your community to not bring that, you right. know, you have to fight to be positive mm-hmm. in your house yeah. because what you spend the most of the time around, you're going to look like that. Yep. And so you really have to fight when you're in those negative situations to, okay, well, when I get to my home or I get to my life group or I get with my friends, when I get my church family, I'm going to fight to be positive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight to have sweet words instead of those ones that are like a rock that's going to be jagged and it's going to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. I want to be sweet and I want to be soft. I think that's such a good, I just want to touch on that a minute. We have a lot of, I mean, I'm even guilty of it where we have a lot of people who come to us and the first person that comes to you is normally the quote unquote right one. Mm-hmm. And that's not it. Mm-hmm. You have to listen to both sides of the story. And so a lot of people come to us and say, well, my spouse needs to change this and my spouse needs to change that. And you have to be aware of the environment that you are in every single day. Are you bringing that home? You can't say, I want my spouse to, you know, be X, Y, and Z when I'm the one bringing that negativity into the house. You know, you have to be self-aware. Okay, I was in this really nasty environment all day long. Am I bringing it with me? And do I expect my spouse to, you know, try to bring me back? No, that's not their job. Right. Mm -mm, It's yours. And. Again, talking about the tongue, you've heard this before that the tongue, the tongue, <laughs> the tongue is the strongest muscle because words weigh the most. Mm, that is so good. Say it again. <laughs> Say it for the people in the back. The tongue is the strongest muscle because words weigh the most. I love that. And so we have to be, again, aware, training our tongue Mm-hmm. what words are going to be coming out. Whoever came up with the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Somebody who is trying to hide their hurt. For real. I think it's something that hurts the most. Well, here's the thing is because broken bones heal, but words, they stick with you mm-hmm. until that person comes and apologizes. Until And we've talked about this before that forgiveness can be instant, but reconciliation totally takes time. Different. You know? mm-hmm. And so that's the thing also, especially in marriage with words, because now if I'm throwing words at you that are hurting you and you're throwing words at me that are hurting me, it's going to hurt our whole family. Yep. Our kids are going to see it. Uh, our friends are going to see it. Our coworkers are going to see it. We're going to feel it in the bedroom. We're going to feel it in the kitchen. You know, there's that tension. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so important, especially like what we did the other day. Um, what you did, you came and you apologized. You yeah. know, you didn't let it linger overnight, which again is biblical about not going to bed with anger in you. You yeah. know, you came and you apologized. Hey, it's been a long day. I'm frustrated. I shouldn't have worded that like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So Hebrews 3.13 says, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Mm-hmm. So again, this is speak who you want them to be, not what you see. And like I said before, I think that what would you want them to do? 
Right. Would you want somebody to call you out on all your crap or would you want somebody to call you up? Yeah. You know, I want, I want you to be that encourager for who I could be. Could be. Instead of, of who I am in a very small moment of my day. Please don't judge me on all my weaknesses. Right. You know, because fail. Yep. Well, I think it's so, it's something we naturally do with kids, right? So when Vivi or Gwen were learning to uh, crawl and walk, you're calling them up, Mm -hmm. you know? But when it comes to that and them falling, like you're not, what'd you do? You know, you fall again. You know, like you always fall. Like you're never going to get, you know, like you're still encouraging them even though they're failing. Right. But then somewhere along the way, we lose that grace, especially for our spouse Mm. about calling them up that, okay, they fell, they stumbled, you know, right now, even in their Christian walk, if you're, if your spouse is just a baby Christian and you're expecting them to be where you are and you've been saved for 10 years or whatever it is, like they're a baby. They're just learning how to crawl. Right. You got to give grace. You know, you can't expect them to be right where you're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's uh, them pouring into the marriage, maybe they only listen to this podcast uh, once every two months and you're the person that listens every single week, you know, yeah. or you're the one that's reading a book um, every month, like we try to do. And they're just, they're reading a book once a year, you right. know, but call, man, that is so cool that you're reading. Last year, you didn't even read a book. This mm-hmm. year, you read one. You know, you've doubled the amount of books you read. You know, <laughs> like, again, calling them up. And yeah. what works best for me, again, because my love language is words of affirmation, is when you call something out that you see, I'm gonna, I'm going to do it more. You yeah. know, that's mm-hmm. just what I'm going to do. No, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So the old saying that says, <laughs> this is really funny. Um don't spray it. Say it. Don't spray it. Say it. Don't spray it. That's what it is. I couldn't even think of it. I haven't said it in a long time. You know, it, the new saying is keep it. Don't speak it. Right. We don't have to say everything that we think. No. Because probably half the things that we're saying aren't even, or sp- thinking aren't even true or accurate. Yeah. You know, you don't have all of the information. You don't have all of the information of what happened in somebody else's day. You don't have all of the information of what a person is feeling or thinking or their inadequacies. I mean, most people are so insecure with who they are and what they're doing. And if it's good enough as a spouse, as a parent, as whatever it may be, yep. you know, you don't have all the information. Yep. You so don't need to speak the negative to them. Keep Call it. it that positive. You need to keep it again. Focus on what you want to see. So there's a story in Esther and it's about a queen um, that, well, she's actually a, a Jewish girl who becomes queen. And the, really, I mean, there's no reason that she should be queen, how right. it happens. And so anyways, uh, how it was back then, she couldn't just approach the king. Like, this is pretty crazy. And really, if you look into it, it's, I mean, it's, there's so much story too. I can't go into it. Anyway, she can't approach the king unless he, you know, extends a golden scepter to say, come and speak to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a wicked man who was offended by her uncle Mordecai. And so he, Haman now wants to kill all the Jews, Mm -hmm, including her, including Esther, who is a Jew. And so Mordecai speaks life into Esther. And he says, who knows? This is Esther four, chapter four, verse 14. He says, who knows? Maybe you were made queen for just a time as this. And that verbiage that he used right there is verbiage of encouragement, Mm -hmm. you know? Who knows? Maybe you can save them. Maybe you can reach the king. Maybe you can stop this genocide. Maybe you. And what he said influenced her to go to the king to risk her life to save others. Yeah. And I'm sure there's tons of things that you can do to speak into your spouse. You know, things that you have to choose 
to, you know, maybe it's harder for some people than it is for others, but thank you for doing the dishes. Thank you for making the dinner. You know, thank you for doing the laundry. Thank you for taking our children. Thank you for taking our children (laughs) to the park. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Okay. Um, for bathing them, for doing the laundry, for going to work today Mm -hmm. and earning a living for our family. Yep. For listening to me or, or whatever the case may be. Um, or again, like I, I, I love it when you do this, you actually tell me like what you appreciate about me. Like, I'm really proud of you when you do blank, you know, yeah. and you actually, you're just not, it's just not a generic thing. You get specific mm-hmm. with it. And when you can tell someone specifically like, man, you really inspire me the way that you get up and have a devotional, you know, yeah. you really inspire me that when you set your mind to it, you're just going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that inspires me. Um, it makes me again, like want to do it even better for yeah. our family. And so even when you're trying to encourage your spouse, be specific with them. Yeah. And again, we can get so used to these little things that they do every day that are awesome things, but we just, we just assume they're going mm-hmm. to do it right. Making dinner, cleaning the house, going to work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like taking the kids or there are some men that don't do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's true. There are some men that are still living in their parents' basement and they are looking for a boo and they ain't going to find her down there. And I honestly think like, I was thinking this today, I was vacuuming the house for the 50 millionth time this week. I felt like this is a funny side note. I was so sick of, um, vacuuming the floor. Like I'm OCD about it. If something touches my foot, I like get angry about it. And so I bought slippers so I don't have to feel the thing. But anyways, that's a side note. <laughs> Life hack. Uh, my floor is really dirty, but I got slippers on and I can't feel it. Um, we needed a dog. I take that back. I was <laughs> vacuuming today. Yeah, don't and, like one hear that. And, and um, I remember you saying that you could, you didn't really care if the house was like spotless. But I said, yes, you do. Because I know you, mm. you're OCD about things. Mm. And I'm I OCD said, about the cups. <laughs> I said, yes, you do. You just don't know because it's never, never really dirty. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm not saying my house is never dirty, but it's never filthy and it's mostly picked up 99% of the time. And so just to hear things like that, like, thank you for keeping the house in order and clean. Yeah. You know, it's just like things that we, I feel like have taken for, for granted yep. or like we've talked about before, you guys have probably heard us say this, but like losing your manners in marriage, right. like you just have to stay on top of it. You cannot get comfortable. You cannot think, Oh, I've arrived and, you know, and I'm going to coast. Right. I even think that losing your manners in marriage. And when you just said that, even remind me of Chick-fil-A whenever you order something from there and you know, you're like, Oh, thank you. They say my pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like it should be my pleasure to speak life into you. Mm -hmm. You know, it should be my pleasure to acknowledge everything that you do. Um, even when you thank me for changing like the oil, you know, like you're like, thanks for staying on top of that. You know, um, it's like, man, it's my pleasure because I want to make sure that you're safe and the kids are safe. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, we don't have a car payment. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But there's, again, it's these little tweaks of not throwing the rocks. Right. Mm -hmm. But having honey, Mm-hmm. sweet and soft honey. And I, I don't want you to get confused with, you know, having the perfect words, always being, you know, on top of it, never having a fight. That's not what we're saying nope. because here's the thing, like your identity should be in Jesus. You know, that's where you get your fulfillment. That's where you get your joy. That's where you get your, your peace You know, it should come from that. No matter what my spouse does or says, 
I'm choosing joy because of Jesus. And so I don't want anybody to replace and put all that pressure on their spouse right. because that's not it either. Yep. You know, some people can go all the way to the opposite extreme and say, you know, they're not making me happy. They're not making me happy. They're not saying this and they're yep. not saying that. Nope. That's not it. Yep. You choose joy first yep. and everything your spouse says is like a cherry on top. Right. Exactly. That's good. Um, so as we're wrapping this up, uh, we actually got a message from somebody on Facebook. And if you guys ever have questions, you can message us on Facebook at the married life us. Same thing on Instagram at the married life us. Uh, but this question was regarding our last two podcasts, which was the four responsibilities of marriage. And she said, I had several questions, but the main one I have is what do you do when your spouse always wants you to make the final decision instead of coming to a decision together? This is something that lately my spouse is doing and it is about big decisions. So Chrissy and I kind of had similar answers, different answers. So, uh, Chrissy's is more, I think a prolonged answer where mine is more, I would actually sit the person down and maybe this person hasn't done that. And so that's where my first step, like I think first step, I would sit them down and say, Hey, when I'm, when we're talking about these big issue deals, you know, buying a car, buying a house, having kids. Well, yeah, that's definitely gotta be a talk. (laughs) Like, uh, where's the condom (laughs) or like, well, I'm just saying like, how else are you going to have anyways? Um, (laughs) I'm just saying, like, how do you, how do you make that decision without like knowing, you know, like squirrel, keep going. Okay. Uh, anyways, when it comes to big decisions, uh, I would sit them down and say, Hey honey, you've been putting the ball in my court a lot lately about making these decisions, but I don't feel comfortable making them alone because we're in this 50, 50, mm-hmm. you know, we're in this together. The Bible actually says that two become one. Yeah. So I don't want to just make the big decisions. Now, if it's the color of a room and he's like, Hey, I don't care about, you know, design, go for it. That's pretty much what I did. I'm like, Hey, yeah, decorate. And you did a fantastic job with our house, you know? Oh, thank you. Um, but when it comes to, if Chrissy was like, oh, I'm going to go buy a car. It's like, eh, that's probably <laughs> something we should talk about, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to sell our house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's something we should talk about, you know? Um, even, I mean, again, uh, I'm into to shoes and stuff. And it's like, even if I'm going to buy a pair of shoes, it's something we we talk about, mm-hmm. you know? And Well, it's not like you're getting your shoes from Target. <laughs> yeah, they're not $20 shoes. Um, but anyways, but that's still a discussion, yeah. you know? it's so. But that's something we've talked about. We're, yeah. Again, in our budget, we know like, hey, we have to talk about this and make the decisions together. Mm-hmm. This isn't just on Joe because Joe works doesn't mean that Joe just gets to spend money wherever he wants or right. he makes the final decision. Or we will be selling our house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we, uh, we talk about it. So that was mine, the sit down, hey, have the conversation. Yeah. Honey, I don't feel comfortable making these decisions alone. So even for five minutes, let's talk about this big, thing and figure it out yeah and i think that's really good you always need to start with step one because you assume that people know right but they don't know and so hopefully that helps but the way that i responded was more of like a hey let's fix it for the future too um we talk a ton about well obviously the four responsibilities of marriage that we talked about last week i think that's a quick not quick but like it's a good practical it's a good practical sit down you could probably get it done in half a day maybe a couple hours kind of thing um, so that's really important to do, but also I think a vision retreat is so important and I just want to hammer this because it's one of those things where like, um, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Like you might not be against this, but once you do it, 
you're going to be telling all your friends that they need to go do it. It is like one of those life changing things where if you can get down the big picture, big vision part of your life, those easier every everyday like quote unquote decisions aren't as big because you've already talked about it. You already know what your spouse is thinking and maybe not even thinking, but you guys have already come to an agreement, right? You have an agreement. You have a vision. You've talked about it. You're going to talk about money. You're going to talk about sex. You're going to talk about your kids. You're going to talk about your careers. You're going to talk about everything detailed. And so when you go to make these big decisions, obviously you still want to have that conversation with your spouse, but it's almost like, I already know what you're going to say, but let's just talk about it just to talk about it. Right. You know, cause you don't want to just show up with a and sign in your I yard. think that's, I, I, again, think the vision retreats are so important because if you, and again, we have a lot of entrepreneurs from our church. So it's like easy to like have this mindset yeah. is that if you're going to start a business and you have a business partner or you, you know, like you're going to have a vision for it, right? You're going to have a business plan. Yes, yeah, exactly. You're going to have a roadmap. How you're are gonna we going to get there? Exactly. So, but for some reason we think like in marriage, like, Oh, I'm going to put a ring on it and everything's just going to fall into place. Like no. that's why 50% of marriages end in divorce mm-hmm. because people aren't making plans. Yep. And that's why I think a uh, mountaintop of marriage, the book by Jimmy Evans with a vision retreat. I mean, it gives you the layout for it. It's super simple. Uh, get away for a couple days, ask to borrow someone's lake house, a cabin, use your house, get the kids gone, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to help you set that up for a win because nobody starts a business hoping they're going to fail. Just like nobody gets married, hoping they're going to get divorced. Right. But business, uh, uh, entrepreneurs, business starters, you know, like they have a vision. Yep. We got to have vision for our marriage. Yep. Anyways, I'm Joe and I'm Chrissy and it's never too early or too late to have an awesome marriage. Yep. See you guys next time. Bye.